another podcast by Jim and Jane Weisich, this one featuring Vietnam War veteran Ron Winter and author. He was a gunner on a helicopter during the Vietnam War. We're going to be talking about the precipitous pullout from Afghanistan and get his thoughts on that. We're also going to be talking about critical race theory and the moms pushing back with Jane Weisvich, who's at one of the school boards and pushed back against CRT. CRT or There's one of the moms RCT. protesting at a school board meeting. I forget which town this is in. And we have a meeting coming up Monday. There are thousands of parents all over the U.S. of all races who have been speaking out against CRT, and rightfully so. These are my babies, not yours. If you are embarrassed or ashamed of your skin color, that's your issue, not mine nor my children. This is a school board meeting in a suburb of Philadelphia, where a small group of very vocal parents are speaking out against critical race theory, or CRT. We do not want our children to be taught that America is systemically racist. 600,000 people died in the Civil War. You can keep playing it. Okay, here's another uh, one. Here's another uh, one. This is Jane. No, the glass no, please. Right. It's edited. It's edited. Why are you teaching our children something that is not true? They don't see John Hinderocker is not available. To- okay. Looks like we're not going to have John today. I can skip that one then. Why are you teaching our children something that is not true? They don't see the color. They are equal. They are all the same. Why are you trying to teach something and you're going to back, go back and unteach them something? Why? It's, it's just, it doesn't make sense at all. Also, you were teaching my children about China, how wonderful that country is. You, talk, you want to talk about racism? You want to talk about... And you about, skked the part um, I talked about Biden um, in White House? You want to talk about slavery? Go I don't want to China. skip it. Go take a look. I didn't There's skip this coming up. There is genocide in China. You going to tell my children about China? That is just ludicrous. I just don't understand what is going on. Would you please look at the history of socialism? I came here from a socialist or communist country, and I can smell whenever there's something going on. So you are teaching our children about um, racism. Oh, hey, they don't Kathleen. know anything about it. Go to White House. You have racists right there. Joe Biden is a racist. Hi, Linda. Hi, everybody. Okay, can... Poor children are just as good as white or as smart as white children. That's racist. He called, um, he said that you cannot go to 9-11 uh, It was supposed to be 7-11. Uh, I'm a moron. Hi. Accent of um, Indian <sighs> accent. Um, he, I need help. Um, there's your race, racist. You want to talk about racism? Go to White House. His that is great stuff, James. Yeah, well, you want to you talk about a no, racist? I don't want to watch. The White just House. turn it off. Yeah, well, that's, that's true. Okay, he's a moron with the, the golden hair on his legs. That is not true. That that's me. It's edited down. Can turn it down. Yeah, let's go to. Uh, here's one that'll get you going out there in the audience. Really, you want to get me going? You got no. you get me going all the time. Here's one of the teachers of critical race theory criticizing people like you and the other mom we heard. Because race. Oh, the stupid idiot that uh, married into the royal no, family, no, moron. Listen, listen to what she said here. Oh, listen don't to this get woman. me going. Listen to what she says about the United States. This is a teacher named Ridgeway. She teaches critical race theory in her. Socio- in her anthropology class, sorry. Because race 
and racism is literally the building box of this and country. And she's wearing a racism, on her head. Racism is the building blocks of this Critical country. Critical theory is an academic framework. Why is she here then? Why, why are people like that in this country? Why are they crawling out of their halls? And racism is literally the building box of this country. Then go back. So how can you not talk about it? Critical race theory is an academic framework that says racial inequality is perpetuated by the racism embedded in America's laws, not by individual bigotry. She's racist. She is absolutely racist. There are people, um, the the squad, they're racist. Here's my question to you and the audience. And this is where I normally give the phone number. 860-8889-2101-860. 888-2101 or the other line 860-996 and my question to all of you is this my question to all of you is who's going to win this argument will the moms win or will the critical race theory people win <laughs> what do you who think? will win the moms or the critical what do you think? race theory what do you think what do you think? We have moms of all colors because we're not racist and we're not going to be washed out by these idiots, morons that, that are sucking our money out. 860-888-2101. Yeah, I already said that, the first one. 9960308. Um, hi, Neil. Hi, Kathleen. Hi, give Linda. Give us a call. Um, our guest, come on, give me a discussion. I can't, be, I can't keep yelling at Jim by myself. Help me out. <laughs> Um, I mean, that is you truly... You like the beard? Vladimir Ilyich Lenin. You know okay, who he is? Uh, so the moms are speaking out. Who will win of this argument? Of course the moms are well, speaking out. Who mom, else is going to speak moms out? black moms as well as white moms. Of course, of course, because the kids, we are getting our kids together. They don't see the color. They don't see the racism. There's nobody in this country that has owned a slave or has been slave. There... There is racism, I'm sure, but it's not a uh, systemic racism. You're trying to inflict it. Race, uh, and racism is literally the building box of this country. Racism is the building blocks of this country? Yeah. Well, Are you out of your freaking mind? Where did you come from? Do you think that this country is worse than where you came from? This is the most tolerant country in the world, and it's not... It's not going going to be that kind of country any longer if we're going to keep um, listening to these people that are trying to break us down. As you know, we've been at another cyber attack in this country that apparently originated from Russia. Here is at a press conference. Oh, I want to talk about Russia. Here is Joe Biden at a press conference. And he's asked a question. Listen to this. You don't think the man is confused? <laughs> Sorry, what did you say? Most recent hack by the Russians. Would you say that this this means We're not that... sure it's the Russians. Okay, which most not sure it's the Russians. I got a brief on the, as I was on the plane. That's why I was late getting off the plane. I'll be in better shape to talk to you about it. After I have a drink or my medication. He's pulling note cards out of his pocket. He can't answer a simple question. Like, are you going to be able to retaliate? Well, I'm going to take out my note cards first. I'll tell you what they sent me, okay? Uh, that, uh, the idea, first of all, we're not sure who it is for certain. 
number one. And what I did, I directed the resources. Except of we know it's the Russians. I just got yelled response if we determine. For talking over each other. That was. Well, there's Joe Biden. So what are your thoughts on that? Is Joe Biden in the early stages of dementia? And will actually some Democrats have actually started calling for invoking the 25th Amendment. He's not in our early him, stages. Come on. Have him removed from office. Should, should Joe Biden be removed from office? Sean Hattie thinks that it's dangerous right now to the nation. What do you guys think? Should he be what? removed from office? Do you want to have Kamala in there? It's like zero. 888-2101-860-996-0308-860-996-0308. Eric, did you get it this time? I typed it in as well, and I'm not talking over it, Jim. Anyways, um, do you want Kamala in the White House? Who's going to go in the White House? Uh, If it's not Kamala, it's going to be... Plastic surgery woman. Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> Nancy Pelosi, if it's not Kamala. I know. Isn't that oh my scarier? It's beyond scary. So So uh, what do you guys think? You gotta give us a call and fill in. Nobody's calling in. in. Uh, it's gotta be a call in show today, because our first guest uh for some reason crapped out on us. And I even called him at the number he told me to. So I can't be blamed for this. What are they saying in I'm the chat room? Anything? You. Just watching. No, nobody's helping. Nobody critical has opinion. Race well, just critical race theory. Uh, it's a theory in the first place. It's a theory. How can you teach theory? And somebody suggested today that if you want to teach it in a college, fine. Teach it in college so we can choose, pick and choose. Nobody's going to take. go into that course. Yep. Nobody's going to take it. Um, but don't, don't teach it to children that are... Um, my children's age, your children's age, um, it's ridiculous. It's a lie. It's a made-up, made-up thing. Um, it, it's just, and it's dangerous. And it's you've been, been studying critical race theory. You actually have a book on it. What does it say, Jane? What is, criti- what is critical race theory? Can you tell me? Lie. I know it's a lie, but because it says what our country is founded on racist principles, correct? Well, is it? That all our laws are designed to really keep the black man down and to help it's the white It's not true. Man. It is not true. We, um, and especially up here. Because they were made here, by white men. Well, you know what? Do you really want to talk about the, the skin color? Or no, I do don't. you want to talk about behavior? Let's start talking about behavior in, instead of trying to twist things. When you look at all these lootings and all these things on TV, you can see it with your own eyes what's going on. Larry Elder's column uh, says that um, police interactions with um, African Americans has more to do with um, uh, crime than it does with uh, race. I'll get you the title of that article right now. Let's see if I can get well, it. Well, you want to talk about uh, Larry Elder. And, oh, and, and black, his, by the way. Did I mention that? No, I didn't. But about the statistics about who's in jail and who's not and who has a father and who doesn't, who's bringing up these children that are committing these crimes. Look at the, I mean, look at what's going on right now. In our town, in Glastonbury, we get uh, cars stolen every day. They moved into a different town, I think. But um, even Barack it, Obama said this: "Look, you don't want to be poorer than don't get 
don't have a child until you've gotten out of school, and you and if you want to um, stay out of stay out of prison, then get married before you have children and finish school, because the figures are are overwhelming show well, overwhelmingly show that kids who finish school are less likely to go to prison, and that mothers who have children. Not instead of out of wedlock, but are married when they have their children, or less likely to have children that stay in poverty. So the moral of the story is: stay in school and don't have children until you're married. Except Get a job. right now, being in school, you're getting indoctrinated. So what is your message? You're getting indoctrinated with BS. Well, I'm trying to follow up on some of these statistics. Well, the statistics: you have to be in the right school. We just our schools are getting screwed by these communists, Marxists, whatever you want to call them. Um, thank you, Linda, exactly. And it's religious-less as well. So Okay, you guys have to call in. It's a, call in. it's a talk show now. This is not just a podcast. I don't think we can call Ron yet, can yeah, we? Yeah, we can. Okay, let's give him a call then. Do you have the right number? Hopefully, I do. But, you know, staying in school is good, but... Um, what they're doing right now with the uh, CRT is dangerous. So maybe... Can you type winter in there? Can I finish a thought? Jim. Ron. How are you doing? Good, it's Jane's here too. Hi yeah. Jane, how are you? I'm about to bite his head off. How are you? Uh, I was watching you about to bite his head off. <laughs> <laughs> I have to play a soundbite for you if I can, please. Then get you to comment. Can I introduce Ron? Yes, please. Ron was a helicopter pilot in... Uh, okay. uh, no, no, machine gunner. I'm sorry, gunner. you were sitting at the door. Uh, I can't believe you've done that. He was a machine guy in a helicopter in a uh, Vietnam War, and he has written a book. And are you a professor? Yeah, I actually was at uh, University of Hartford. Well, there you go. You got a smart guy that went into military (laughs) and um, um, is amazing. And um, so, welcome. Thank you for having me. The thing of it is, Jane, there were a lot of really smart people with me. And it was one of the big lies of the Vietnam War that it was only the dregs of society that went over there and fought. And the fact of the matter is, some of the very best people that America had at that time were in Vietnam fighting against the communists. One of the the stats that I dug up, Ron, before Jane continued, because she devours your books, one of the big lies was that uh, the majority of people who served in Vietnam were not not draftees. They, in fact, were enlisted people like Ron. Two-thirds of the people that served enlisted, uh, and one-third were drafted, which was the exact opposite of World War II, where they tried to make it look like everybody ran down to the draft to the, to the uh, recruiter to sign up. In fact, one-third of the people in World War II enlisted, and two-thirds of the people in World War II were drafted. Wow. So how about that That's for a flip? heavy statistics <laughs> we should have. We should have Tell me paper. if this drives your memory. Now we're pulling out of Afghanistan and Bahrain Air Force Base. It's actually being overrun. And here's what General Jack Keane said on Fox News about that. I fundamentally disagreed with President Trump and uh, 
announcing a one-may withdrawal, although he did have in mind that there would be certain conditions before the United States would withdraw, and that would be, uh, hopefully, we would have a peace agreement negotiated between the Afghan government and the Taliban, and also a ceasefire. We don't have any of that. We have stalemated negotiations. Um, uh, secondly, the Taliban has increased the level of violence uh, in the country itself. So the Taliban sees uh, that th there's political weakness here in the United States in terms of the resolve to stay, and they've been obviously taking advantage of that situation. I think this decision is misguided because it's reckless and it's also shameful. It's shameful because we're abandoning the, the Afghan government, and I, in my mind, it's a surrender to the Taliban. Do you agree with all that, Ron? Reckless and shameful? I, I think, Jim, that we should have been out of Afghanistan in 2002, 2003 at the latest. Uh, I don't know what we have been doing there since between 2003 and roughly 2007, 2008. Uh, the situation over there was dominated by NATO, dictated by NATO, not by us, because our troops were fighting in Iraq, or the vast majority of them. Uh, what we've been doing there since, I have no idea. Media hasn't been covering it. Uh, what I do, with you know, my, my point on it simply is, if they're going to pull people out, then get them all out today, right now, right at this minute. Just take them the heck out of there. Don't leave people there knowing that the United States of America's political structure has decided once again that, well, we've been there long enough, we're just going to leave and getting people killed. And what should we do because, with the Afghanis that actually worked for us and helped us? Oh, we should be bringing those those people here, and we should be doing it right now. That you know, the the, the uh, Afghan interpreters, anybody else that's been part of us, because they didn't do that in Vietnam. They held up until almost the last day before they started evacuating people. And Jim, I just found out something in in the last two weeks uh, through a friend of mine, an, an, an Army Lieutenant Colonel who wrote a book about a battle he was in. Uh, literally was happening as I was on my way home from Vietnam at the end of May uh, in 1969. He was in a battle in a place called Tam Key, which never got covered because it happened right after the battle for Hamburger Hill, uh, which also was a, a 101st Airborne battle. Ron, Richard should this, Nixon. Should, should, this be, should these things be announced on the air? Should, should nope. this be well, let, let, Obama let this has thing. done it? Obama has done uh, this announce, uh, announcing about where the troops are going to be. And now we have yep. announcement from this idiot in a White House, the, the racist that's in the Here's White the House. Here's the thing. Here's the thing, Jay. In, in 1969, when I was on my way home, Richard Nixon told the American media and, in effect, the whole world that the United States of America was no longer going to pursue, pursue a military solution in Vietnam. From that instant, he should have brought every single American troop home and every single Vietnamese person who, who had helped us got them out of there before they got murdered. But he didn't. American troops kept getting killed in Vietnam for another four years, and Vietnamese people get, kept getting killed in battle for another seven years. And when that ended, they went, the communists went on a rampage and slaughtered about three million people in Southeast Asia. And the same thing is going to happen in Afghanistan. No, we shouldn't. We shouldn't be telling any of this stuff. We shouldn't be talking about military strategy and, and long-term goals and aspirations out in the... They're, they're just stabbing us in the back. They're getting our own troops killed. 
They're getting the, the Afghanistan people killed. They're, they're telling the enemy, they're, they're just projecting for them, here's what we're going to do. They're telegraphing the punches. This is incompetent on one end, and it's treasonous on another end. Is it incompetent, this- or is it something that they actually do on purpose? Um, well, I, I, it's just, it's just, I, I, I don't understand how, how these things are done. Um, because we're going to be back there. Here's what you have there. to understand. Here's what you have to understand, Jane. People like me in the millions in America go out and fight these wars because people who live on the coasts think that people who are in the flyover country don't matter. We're not elite. It doesn't matter if we die as long as we're pursuing their objectives. And if their objectives change, tough for us. But the reason this country continues on is that there are people like us out here who realize that these so-called elitists are just windbags. They're empty. They have nothing going on. They tell themselves in their own little bubble how important they are, and they and that's what they based their entire existence on. Look at Joe But there's Biden. There's a reality look at out Joe here. Biden. Look at Joe Biden and his family. <laughs> look, look, I mean, his son fought for this country and died of cancer, but his other son is a con artist, and, and Joe Biden has been con artist for 40 years, done nothing for this country. So, um, yeah, um, totally. That's why, that's why we had Trump in there to drain the swamp, and there were so many people that would not help him because there is so many swamp creatures in there that will not move. Jane, you can, you can relate to this because you lived under communism, but a friend of mine uh, who came from South Vietnam and, and is very successful in America now, in fact, just had a daughter graduate from the Naval Academy. Congratulations. Uh, po- po- posted a picture on Facebook the other day of, uh, of communist troops with people kneeling down in front of them and their rifles at the back of their heads. And he made this point because he's, he's elected to the Arizona State Legislature now. And he said on the floor of that legislature last week, a Democratic uh, congressman made the point, made the claim that the problem in America is, is not communism. It's, it's white nationalists, which in other going back to your critical race comments. Yep. But the point here was that I made back to him, these people that support communism that think that they're going to get something out of this do not ever realize that the final analysis, they never want to look and see how many people get killed doing the bidding of their communist masters. So the communist masters can get what they want. Useful. You never idiots. hear it. Useful. Yeah, idiots. they are useful idiots. And it's, they it's, are exactly uh, but it that. goes on and on and on. That's where the CRT is so important to them. And I was just talking to a lady today that came from, um, one of the Russian countries that was not Russia, but her parents were important. They were uh, doctors and they were brought into Russia and she was indoctrinated. And to this day, she believes that Russia is great and Putin is wonderful and let's put it all back together because they, their brain, the brainwashing is amazing. It's amazing. Tell, tell her to go to dinner with him and disagree with him and see how that <laughs> turns out. Yeah. But listen, you know, and Jane, when I wrote Victory Betrayed, my most recent book, uh, I put in there, you know, I, I made the point, it's no longer enough for us to just say blankly, well, the governor, government tied our hands, the government did this. 
I specifically put in Victory Betrayed in the end of the book three acts by the U.S. Congress that enabled the communists to survive at a point where they were ready to surrender because they were mass. They were just, we lost 58,000 troops in, in, in Vietnam. We lost 2,300 troops in Afghanistan. In Vietnam, we wiped out the North Vietnamese army two and a half times over. They lost one and a half million troops fighting against us and never won a major battle. In, in Afghanistan, the Taliban has lost 51,000 people to the 2,300 Americans who were killed there. And they never won a major battle. But in both cases, the U.S. State Department, the U.S. Congress prevent us, the military, from doing what needs to be doing to put the final nail in the coffin. And then they all want to talk about, oh, we need to get to the negotiating table and make things better. No, if you're going to fight a war, you don't negotiate with anything. Well, the only position you negotiate from is total, absolute dominance, as period. General Patton said, um, the mili- was it military wins the wars, politicians lose the wars? How- I don't remember exactly how um, yep. the quote. Mil- mil- uh, soldiers and sailors and airmen win wars and, and, and politicians, politicians lose them. the wars. So, yeah. Well, you know, he was absolutely right. And, you know, if, you, if you're looking at what's going on in Afghanistan right now, this actually started back in World War II with, with General Patton when they stopped him in Germany so the Russians could advance more. So they can get it, us, they can get the rest of Jane, us. Jane, tell Ron what you were expecting in Czechoslovakia. What do you mean? After World War II. You were expecting not the Russians. We were expecting in, right? the Americans, right. And they had to beg mm-hmm. the Russians not to demolish Prague. Prague was the uh, um, huge center of the um, uh, Nazis. Um, they had the uh, center of the control in Prague. The 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 um, the Rus- the the Prague was going to be destroyed, anyways. Um, it's you know um, history is amazing, and if you don't learn from it, and we are teaching children something different, something um, Ron, that is that- not true, it's it's we're not going to get any better. We're just going to go back. That's absolutely right. You're going to deteriorate. But the same thing continued in Korea. Yep. When, when the State Department wouldn't allow our, our Air Force to bomb the staging areas and the bridges where the Chinese communists were, were just resupplying and reinforcing like crazy. Our guys are down at 38th parallel, shooting the daylights out of them for three years. But they just kept pouring in more and more and more. The one thing they've got over there is plenty of people, and they don't care how many of them die. Well, the historians say we would have been wiped out by the Chinese. Because the Chinese had so many soldiers, they would have overrun us. What do you the Chinese think about that? Put a mil- they put a million troops into Korea and 300,000 of them were killed. And there's a rule of thumb on the battlefield, Jim, that for every person you lose killed in action, there's usually about three more that are wounded. And what that basically says is just about everybody that China sent across the, the Yalu River into Korea either got killed or wounded. They, they couldn't advance any further when the war was all over, when the fighting was all over. They were no further south than they were when they started. As far as I'm concerned, uh, the American forces over there, primarily with, with uh, some NATO backing too, United Nations backing to them, and, uh, they won that war because they, the Chinese, the communists, the North Koreans could not get what they wanted. They ended up right back where they started. So and a, they lost a politician should not be afraid of China. No. 
you know, you got a billion people, but you got to be able to, to transport them. And that's what China's actually doing now, right down in the South China Sea and elsewhere around the world. That's what they're working on. They have. But no, biggest, you got to be able to move them. They have the Listen biggest uh, ship. The, the, what do you call it? The, the, uh, the Navy. Uh, the, the Navy. They have the biggest Navy in the world right now. This is true, but you got to look at the type of ships they have and the quality of them. Well, still, and and the thing is, Ron, if you one have, of the things they have is they copied our stealth bomber, but they can't yes. fly it because they don't have the jet engines to fly it. That's why they're intensely trying to get into Pratt and Whitney and steal the jet engine technology because they have right now they have a big bird that they cannot fly. Where did they get their rocket technology, Jim? Well, I'm sure they got it from us. Am I right? Well, they got it from the Clintons oh. because and all all the circuitry that they needed to build rockets were banned from being transferred any kind of trade with with China, so they couldn't do that. So the Clintons re re uh, redid the trade stuff so that they could send over game board videos that had essentially the same circuitry as rocket engine, and they and they <laughs> they went generations ahead in ten years. And now they got the most advanced rockets you could ask for because they got the circuitry during the Clinton administration. Yeah, but the Clintons were practically broke when they got out of the White House, right? Yeah, actually, if you want to know what the what the <laughs> what the what the policies are going to be in in the in the uh, Biden administration, just ask China. They're the ones that are pulling the strings. Uh, in other words, who's running the White House right now? The Chinese. But you were, absolutely. But you were talking about not being afraid of China. Did you see the uh, the first uh, uh, meeting that uh, Biden's administration had with the Chinese and how we got reprimanded for being racist when, country? When 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 Biden firmly planted his lips on, oh, on please, his counterpart. Yeah, don't don't cross what? this red line. This is the red line. Don't cross it. But it was ridiculous. It was disgusting and it was embarrassing. Yeah, it was. All of it was. So, but that's where the real, that's where all the manipulation is coming from. That's where the money is coming from. That's where this all is happening. Those people over Ron, there, you know, they don't care. They're just getting their cash and that's all that matters. That's Ron, all that Linda matters. writes this and tell me if it's true. Those Vietnamese who tried to leave were sent to re-education camps. Each villager had a communist watcher keeping an eye on the locals. No one who, no one whose son forgot. No one. I don't get this. No one whose son forgot or no one whose son fought against communism would get any benefits. Well, Jane, you said that's what it was like in Czech, right? We had Vietnamese sent to Czech, but they were the, I don't know, I don't know if they were But if you were weren't a communist, you couldn't get a good apartment, right? Okay, Tell we're getting mixed up over here. We're, I'm talking about the Vietnamese that were shipped to the uh, communist countries. I don't know why they were shipped in there. Those people are, were very skilled. They're um, good people. Yeah, no, you, can, you cannot get an apartment unless you are in line. You have to sign up for it, wait for it. Anyways, that has nothing to do with what we were talking about. That's what Linda was getting um, at. Yeah, there. so yeah. Uh, Ron, can you jump in? In, uh, in Vietnam, Jim and Jane, uh, after the war, after... Most of the people, you know, they told the people they were going to be in those re-education camps for 90 days, and some of them were in there for over a dozen years. Um, yeah, we got, we got when, when they kind of opened up a little bit and started having the Americans come back there, we found out uh, the children of the people who had served in the South Vietnamese Army 
uh, or were in the South Vietnamese government got nothing. They couldn't even get educated. They, they were, they were sending people here asking us to donate money so they could build schools. But the children of the people who we supported and who supported us could not go to those schools. That's just, That's, I mean, it, 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 you either, they, you either fall in line and do what you're told mm-hmm. or you're going to, you're going to be imprisoned. You're going to be tortured. You're going to be worked to death or you're going to be shot. So, because they don't need you. So you have to, you have to, everybody needs to acknowledge that if you are a communist, Marxist, whatever you want to call it, fascist, Nazi, whatever, you are striving for the ultimate power, the, the, the power over everything. If you are a, um, if you are rightist, if you are on the right side, you just want to live, you just want to do your thing, but you are being interrupted by the left. Who wants the power on a lot ultimate power Literally, it really comes it down it comes down to either total dictation over the american people over the, the populace or a populace that has its own say yeah in its own affairs so you would agree that's we really should, what it comes. you would agree we should be out of afghanistan or are we pulling out the wrong way or are we doing it the right way? Just get Well, out. we're doing it all wrong, Jim. I mean, but we should have gotten out of there after we beat the Taliban in 2001, 2002. Anything more than that. Why did we stay and what have we done since? Well, is was it in our interest for some reason? To, is it like strategic position? Like Obama? Possibly, but that's the problem, Jane. We don't even know. Right. Well, we don't know who's over there. We we got a vague idea of of what we what we have in terms of personnel, but we don't know what they're doing. Well, it never at, gets covered or, or reported, and we don't know. But look at what Obama has done with Europe. He pulled all the protection that we had against Russians, and we need protection against Russians. He pulled everything from Poland for Ukraine from Ukraine. Yep. Um, yep. so, so, so we, I guess we need st- strategic positions for a reason. We need to protect our country. I read a, uh, a very good editorial over the weekend in the, in the Epic Times, um, newspaper in which they got into this, um, the critical race theory, but they didn't just, they took the word race out of it and it said just critical theory. And they made the point that this has been going on since the 1930s when German communists came here to this country and started working on this. And the main thing that they're they're, what they want to do is they start out questioning, ridiculing and dismantling and getting rid of everything that is a part of the structure of our society. And you look around and you see it. Our military is being ridiculed. Our government is looking like a bunch of damn fools. Our schools have been infiltrated, our media, our entertainment. Ron, it started with the Frankfurt School of Thought. It comes from Germany, and all the people that mm-hmm. were running yeah. away from the Nazis came yep. over here. They, It's like just the Democrats that are running from city or town to town and trying to change it to what, what they are running from. The, these people that ran from Nazis are were, did the same thing. So Frankfurt School of Thought first came to uh, Columbia School, uh, the the Columbia University. That was the first school, and all these presidents that were at the time, JFK was friends with, uh, or not friends. He was fan of um, Hitler. Did you know that? Yes. Um, so, so, yes. So this all all this stuff is just driving me crazy. People don't know that. 
That's what we should be That's the thing, Jane. Because of where you were brought up and what you experienced and what you've studied, you just just talked right back to me everything that I was reading here over the weekend. Um, But yeah, we we don't, that's not taught in our schools. But our kids, by the time they should get, they get to high school, they should know all this stuff, but they don't. But they don't, nobody does. I'm learning it, I'm, I'm 50 years old and I'm learning it as I go. I did not know this. If my grandmother didn't step in, I did not know that the, uh, it was not the Nazis that were the biggest problem, it was the Russians. Now we're learning about all these Poles that were um, intelligentsia. By the way, murdered. if you haven't bought it yet, Jane has a book out <laughs> called Stalked by Socialism. Sorry, I'm talking too much today. And uh, Ron Winter has a book out too, uh, Jane. Ron, what's the book? Victory Betrayed. Victory Betrayed. That's about what the politicians did in Vietnam, correct? Yes, it is. It's it's about the last major Marine battle in Operation Dewey Canyon in Vietnam before Nixon uh, announced the pullouts. And then and then what the Congress, what the Congress and the State Department did in the intervening years between 69 and 75 to make sure that South Vietnam, Vietnam fell. And the fact that they got three million people slaughtered, which nobody ever talks about, Jim. Nobody brings up the fact that after the communists took over in Southeast Asia, Three million people were slaughtered. If they had such a good system, then why, when they got what they wanted, did they have to go out and murder so many people? Once again, America snatches defeat from the jaws of victory. There it is. All right. Well, um, if I start saying something, you're going to start saying something. So no, I'm not going to say. You go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just amazed about how much history we're missing on, on both sides. And if you, if you look at history, uh, the, um, the, the Republicans are not affiliated with anything that the left is trying to throw on them, including the uh, slavery, including the racism, you, you name it. The communists, it's all on the left side. Everything always is just a different name. They're striving for, for power, and they will fight for it till they die. And most well, of them don't even know what they're fighting for. They're the useful morons that will be murdered first or that, you know, disposed of. It, it goes back to what I was saying about the number of, of people that they lost in, the, in these various wars. They don't. The media won't tell us how much of the enemy uh, is killed in these battles because they don't want to say to their own people, this is how, this is the cost. What do you think would have happened if during the, the, the Vietnam War, they came out and said, oh, gee whiz, guys, in I-Corps in 1968, there were four battle zones, I-Corps being where I was, uh, 100,000 communist troops were killed. Uh, gee, guys, in 1968, after the Tet Offensive, during and after the Tet Offensive, the Viet Cong were wiped out. There were no more. They didn't exist. How, how thrilling would that have been back in the United States, except that the media never reported. Walter Cronkite went over to Vietnam in 1968 and said that the best, the biggest American battle in that war thus far was a stalemate. And it was a lie. He was an absolute liar. And if you remember, and Walter Cronkite called the enemy those plucky Viet Cong. Those plucky, yes, he did. He called them plucky. He called the enemy plucky. And all of the tactics that you see the terrorists doing today, whether it's ISIS or Al Qaeda or the Taliban, all those tactics the Viet Cong were using 20, 40 years prior to that against their own people. 
Well, I found and, the mainstream. And, and he called him plucky. Yeah. I know. What a jerk. I'm sorry. It's not nice to talk that way about the dead, but in this case, I would have Well, I feel that. about him the way I feel about Jane Fonda. There should be nothing good said about him even after they die because of what they really were. She's still alive, though, right? Yeah, but eventually, you know, there's going to be an obituary and it's going to say traitor. Uh, well, it should because she's she's crazy. She said that the uh, the COVID virus is the best thing that ever happened to the, um, uh, the Democrats. Democrats. Did you hear that? No, but she it doesn't actually, surprise she me. She actually said that. It's on video. I found the, well, you know, I found the mainstream right media's theme song in my... I won't lie Do some digging and find it, but I finally found their theme song. Little you know, uh, in that uh, recent Burns uh, biography uh, video on on the Vietnam War, um, there was one piece in there. Uh, most of it I stopped watching because it was just rehashed old junk. But they did have a video clip of Jane Fonda walking past a, a, a group of American POWs. And they caught her on, on video and audio saying, you all should be executed. Now, she tried to, to many times to, to mollify what she actually did when she went over to North Vietnam in the middle of the war. But they got her on tape in that, in that Burns documentary. Uh, documentary. <laughs> Sorry, thank you, Jim. I was looking for that word. Um, yeah. Ron, Ron, somebody just asked if Jane Fonda dated Richard Blumenthal. <laughs> 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 Stop. Stop. Sorry. I had to keep my composure. Jeez Louise. Holy um, cow. Jim's going to punch me, but I just posted a picture of Blumenthal. Um, yeah, please don't. Though. Yeah, I will say that. Um, don't. Blumenthal. Please don't. <laughs> I'll send it to you, Ron, okay? All right. That'll be fine. <laughs> Chicken. I love posting things to, like that. I, you know, they had to hold me back a couple of times when I was uh, at these affair, uh, the um, uh, like fairs in the summer, um, and Blumenthal showed up. I was gonna go kick his shit. People had to hold me back. <laughs> oh, I got it. I'm gonna have to say it. So it's Blumenthal. It's Murphy behind um, Lamont, and it says that if you are that full of shit, you need two extra assholes. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That's a good thing we're on internet radio. I, we're not blocked I yet. I wouldn't be able to afford the fine. <laughs> anyway. By the way, Catherine. I like modern technology. It's wonderful for well, us. you got to call them when you see them. Right? Our good friend Kathleen, Ron, just sent us a message in the uh, chat room saying that her kids are all out of school now. But if they were still of school age, she'd homeschool them. What about you, Ron? Well, I did homeschool my youngest. Oh, you did? And it was, oh, turned out to be very, very successful for us, yeah. She did about three years in the public schools, and all the rest of it was in, uh, we, we homeschooled her, and she is about uh, eight months away now from uh, completing her Ph.D. in medicinal oh, biochemistry. congratulations. That's amazing. You must be a heck of a teacher, Ron. Oh, yeah, well, <laughs> I actually, I, I think my wife did a lot better than I did, but... Um, is, she yeah, together and then, is she for hire? 
for hire? Yeah. <laughs> My wife, yeah, sure. <laughs> you want to come to North Carolina? <laughs> uh, I would love to. We would love. We would love to. I would. Stay. I would he, love he, him. He's all over it. He's telling me he's moving to Florida every day. But um, yeah, it's uh, it, it's just so difficult. Um, now we also sign up my kids to a camp, and they've been enforcing the masks, and they do not want to refund us on the camp nice. if if we uh, if we don't want to wear masks. You know. Going back to the homeschooling for just a second, one of the things that we were very careful, um, I've never been shy about telling any of my kids or their friends, you know, about, about Vietnam, about my belief in politics. But I also gave all the kids room to develop their own decisions on it, their, their own opinions on it. And it's very interesting to watch. Um, you know, there's, there's a lot of pressure from a lot of ways, but basically you know people people can come to their own conclusions when you give them the freedom to uh, you know if, if you if you're just trying to do what's right instead of trying to manipulate and deceive people come to their own they'll see it and well, they'll come to their own conclusions that's where and, teacher that's where teachers should uh, tell children how to think not what to think right that's that's that's, that's their you. job it's absolutely their job how not what you know, we're never going to always agree on everything with our kids, especially especially when they're they're coming through that part of, you know, just wanting to get out there and reach out and be their own people. But if you give them the, the foundation, they'll build their own house and it'll still be a good house. Absolutely. I, I totally agree with that. Um, I, I've been probably overwhelming, but I think my kids are really um, forming their own mind. They listen to me and... They know how to differentiate between um, what is what is true and what is not. Yeah, yeah, and then, you know, like I said, it, 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 the one thing about all these battles, whether it's Afghanistan or Iraq or Vietnam or Korea or World War II, the one thing that has been consistent is the media has been complicit in keeping the casualties on the other side. Out of the out of the mainstream, you have to go looking to find out what it is, and the reason is because they don't want people to know how many of their own people the communists will sacrifice for the leaders to get what they want. Because when it's all said and done, the people don't get anything; only the communist leaders do. Mm. And people should—I wish people would understand that, but they don't. And it's not—it's not they don't offer something better. They just want to be in charge, right? That, that's that, their that's their beef. They want to be in charge. Hey, uh, Ron, why did you join the Marines? Mm-hmm. Um, I come from a from a family history that goes all the way back to the Vikings. On one end, well, um, that's ferocious. No wonder you're a Marine. Vikings and then Scottish Highlanders. Uh, and my dad <laughs> came here in. Uh, in uh, the 1920s, he was in the Navy in World War II. So uh, a, a military tradition was part of my family line. But I also believed it. I mean, I I had a very strong belief in this country uh, in 1965. Um, I, I, I was actually in college on a scholarship, but I went in at 17. And, and frankly, I, I wasn't really a good fit for college at that time. And so I was, I just was leaving and I did, I, I, I gave up the scholarship and everything and I went and joined the Marines. As, as soon as I turned 18, I joined the Marines. Thank you uh, for I joined that. the Marines. 
Well, no problem. I mean, you know, I, you know, there's a lot of things, and we talk about this. I'm, we still have reunions, um, you know, every so often for the guys that are left from my unit and all. Um, and we talk about, you know, the way we were mistreated by the country afterwards. But I would not have given up that 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 experience and knowing those people because they were the best people that I've ever known. And even if I go back into my childhood, some of my best friends from back then were just like me. They all went into service, too. Now, not everybody did and not everybody had to, but it's the mindset of the people. And, and I would not have missed knowing these guys and, and sharing that with them uh, for something else. Because I've been asked, and I, and I have to say, honestly, if I hadn't done what I did, I have no idea who or what kind of person I would be at this point in my life. But it would be something less. Well, that's great. Uh, that's great. Thank you so much. And, um, you know, this is kind of sort of Fourth uh, of July um, tribute to um, yeah. all, you, all you heroes that are out there that did all this. I wish I could have. I tried. Mm-hmm. I came yeah. here on 4th of July. <laughs> um, did you really? I did, um, 33 years. But, um, yeah, I wish I could have done something near what you've done. Um, really, um, thank you so much for what you've done. Well, you're quite welcome. You know, I, I got to tell you this. Um, we were talking about the media, myself and a couple friends, just the other day. And I said, I, I was very glad. I really enjoyed my time at the Journal Inquirer working with Chris Powell. Chris Powell's a of a guy, isn't he? He is. And, and Chris was opposed to the war back then, but for darn good reasons. And, and, and he and I really got along well and talked about this a lot. The Hartford Current was totally different. I was mocked and ridiculed there. And I, and I just, I, I was just sharing this the other day and I want, I want you to pass it on with you guys. But Please. when the movie, movie deer hunter came out there's a scene in the deer hunter uh with christopher walken where he gets all strung out on heroin and he's in saigon or someplace like that and he and he plays uh, russian roulette for money and of course this is something made up in hollywood for some producer or writer whatever but i was actually asked by two reporters at the hartford current after the deer if i played russian roulette in vietnam Oh, are you kidding? I mean, I just like, I got up every morning. I, I flew 300 missions there. 300 times I went out with people shooting at me, trying to kill me. 300 times trying to save all the people that I was responsible for. And, and you think that I would come back at night and, and put a gun to my head and pull the trigger? What kind of damn foolishness was that? And they actually wanted to know did you guys really do that there? And I was just like, when I saw the movie and realized what they were talking about, what a bunch of dimwits. <laughs> that's because that's what they wanted to believe about all yeah. of you. Yeah. I mean, just, just insufferably stupid, uninformed, and, opinion, and just horribly opinionated with, with no facts to back up their opinion. Ron, before you go, I have to ask you this. Did you have a good 4th of July? I had a wonderful Fourth of July. Did you cook out and cook out on the grill oh, at all? We did all that, and I, I went and uh, visited uh, 
my daughter's boyfriend's parents who live uh, on a place called Lake Norman down here in North oh, Carolina nice. and, and had a wonderful time with them. Uh, a really, it's just a really good, good weekend. Yes. Well, let me play this comment by Jen Saki and ask you a question oh, after God. it's over, okay? <laughs> okay. The official White House account tweeted yesterday, the cost of a 4th of July cookout is down 16 cents from last year. 16 cents? There, there has been a reduction in some of the costs of key components of the 4th of July, a 4th of July barbecue. That was what the tweet was noting. So did, does the White House did, think that 16 cents off a of barbecue has more of an impact on people's lives than gas being a dollar more this time? Uh, this I would say if you there. don't like hot dogs, you may not care of the reduction of cost. You, you don't have to like hot dogs. You can't buy a but hot dog for 16 I, I, cents. A reduction of it. I will say dog. that what we are most focused on is the fact that we've created now more than 3 million jobs since the president took office. That's what we're focused on and continuing to implement cents. additional How is there 16 uh, cents? Of his so, Ron, what did you do with your 16 cents? <laughs> did you well, buy a sheet of toilet you. paper? <laughs> That that woman is a functional illiterate <laughs> mother. I mean, and she's out there on stage every day representing the United States of America. My God, we're doomed. Um, no, we're not. No, stop. We're not doomed. We're going to get rid of them. It's going to change. We're not doomed. Another subject. The official White House account tweeted yesterday. The cost what are you of doing, Jim? Is down <laughs> again. You're going to stuff your 16 cents 16 where? Cents? There, there has been a reduction in some of the costs of key components of the 4th of July, a 4th of July barbecue. <laughs> so that was did, what the tweet was noting. So does the White House think <laughs> that 16 cents off a of barbecue has more of an impact on people's lives than gas being a dollar more this Time, uh, this I would say before. if you don't like hot dogs, you may not care of the reduction of cost. <laughs> you don't have to like hot dogs. But a reduction of, I will say that what we are right, most focused enough. on is the fact that we've created now more than. Oh, oh, one more, I guess. What is he talking about? <laughs> that was Joe Biden. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, there we go. Um, Guys, it has been a slice. Thank you Ron, very much. Thank you <laughs> so it. much. You're Thanks, the Ron. bestest. Thank you. Ron, take a bow. <laughs> All right, Ron. Thank you. Thank you, Ron. You have a thank good you. one. Take care. Really okay. you Bye. Hang on a second. Excuse me, everybody. Are you going to blow air horn? Yep. Great. I'll keep it quiet. Sorry. Um, no, I wouldn't. I have horrible allergies. We all do. It's the time of the year. Anyways, thank you, everybody, for joining us. Um, Wait a second. Are we done? Are you yeah, we now? are done. Yeah, I'm Wait calling it. It's, let me play our traveling. It's play two our after five. Yeah, let me play our music then. Like we always do. Like You're welcome for carrying this show. Well, I won't back down. And we won't back down. No, we'll always stand for a smaller, leader, less intrusive government. You can stand Even though the Biden administration has made that very tough. I wonder what you all think about Joe Biden saying he's going to go knocking on doors to get you to be vaccinated. I'll bring that up in the next oh, podcast. Oh, did you forget week. you need to write it down? And you guys need to call us. Give us ideas. Yeah, you do. Because uh, I'm not good at, well, I'm good at yelling, but, you know, it gets old, so.
Um, there's one idea that I want to actually want to take up with you guys. I haven't completed. You're taking this out time yet. of five. It's five okay. after five. Let's call it a day then. Yes, please. You have oh. some traveling. Do I sound here. okay? Like uh, I'm coming from somewhere. Can you give me some Thank you. Join us all next Wednesday at four o'clock. <laughs>